and welcome back to episode two of the Texas HS Football Podcast. I am your host once again, TJ Macklin. Thank you very much for subscribing to the first episode with my buddy here in Austin from 1049 The Horn and Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, Stu Myrick. That episode did really well here with you know all of our stories talking about like Travis and what's next for the Longhorns with Tom Herman and of course the very talented five-star recruit Zach Evans over at North Shore. This week's episode here, uh, it all goes on with the AFC title game coming up between the Titans and Chiefs. Both Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill, both products of the Texas high school uh, system, independent school districts, football, whatever or how you will. So we really get in with their high school coaches, find out a little more about what they're like as kids growing up. Uh, I know Ryan coming from more of a smaller school, whereas Patrick little bit of a bigger one but both of them dynamic players in their own back you know playing on friday nights so it was great to sit down and talk with um, ryan's old coach who is not retired and living his best life just outside of i think outside of plano and i mean that's a play more like outside yeah i mean not north of austin maybe like a couple hours so but uh patrick's a former coach now the head athletic director over at uh, his former school patrick's former school so great to talk to both of them Great to hear about, you know, seeing how Ryan, destined for greatness, could pretty much do anything, but never was your prototypical athlete whenever you would look at him. You know, as his coach would say, he looked more like Clark Kent than he did anything else. So, you, you know, one of those people that you step on the field, not think, not think anything of it. And then next thing you know, he's the best athlete on either the field or the court or even the tennis court, too, which pretty amazing that you know the head quarterback of your high school is also a stud on the tennis court too but good to talk to him about that and after a quick break we then talk with Patrick Mahomes' former high school coach where we just learned that and he put an electrical wire in the middle of a field like that you don't know where it's going to go but it's something amazing is going to happen so it's funny how when talking to these guys you see what you're watching now this coming Sunday with the winner going to Super Bowl LIV in Miami you could see that greatness debuting, you know, eight years, nine years, however long ago it was uh, that they were back playing in front of a couple hundred fans, maybe a thousand or so uh, when playoffs would start. And now it's in front of the world's eyes and millions of viewers at home and having people at uh, you know, Kansas City Stadium, Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday with the winner going to the Super Bowl. So. I'll stop talking here. We'll get uh, first up Ryan's old coach and then afterwards Patrick's and I will go from there. But before I get to that, I want to say thank you to everybody who downloaded the first episode. Like I said, with Stu, we just released the show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart and SoundCloud. So wherever you are listening to it, thank you very much. While you're listening, please go on, subscribe to the show on one of those platforms, rate, review it, even if it's awful. It's good to know because if, like I say to my couple kids, if you don't tell me what's wrong, then I can't fix it and it's going to continue getting worse. So if it's great, awesome. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, and also let me know where you're listening from so we can really tailor to where we do the show for you. Um, also give it a little, uh, click on one of the stars. Those little gimmicks help out getting more eyes and ears in front of the podcast and share it on all your channels as well. No matter where you get uh, your podcast, no matter where you spout your great hot takes, just like I'm doing right now inside of a microphone, I'm not really giving you takes, but at least it's, you know, you're hearing my voice here. So thank you again for listening. I'll stop talking. We'll get to the good stuff with former high school coaches. I hope you all enjoy Sunday's games between Tennessee and Kansas City. Tannehill, Mahomes, 
It's going to be awesome. And um, it's going to be awesome that one of a former Texas high school football player, uh, quarterback at least, maybe the Packers can win. And we'll have Aaron Jones. And we'll have a lot of Texas connections playing in Miami in three weeks or Super Bowl 54. And 4.0 student. And, you know, when I first met him, it was going into his junior year. They hadn't had, they'd been kind of a spread, but they hadn't had hardly any success. They hadn't been in the playoffs in two or three years. And, and so my number one goal was not to promote Ryan, but my number one goal was for the team to have success, for us to get in the playoffs. And we were fortunate to do that. We won a by district championship and then went to the playoffs the second year and lost in overtime to a good Hartford team. But right. but Ryan, you, you described Ryan very well in that uh, my last conversation, I haven't talked to him for several years really, but – my last conversation with Ryan, I told him, I said, if you'll just go do what they tell you to do, you have a chance to play on Sunday. I, that was hmm. my pickup. And and I said, uh, um, because he, on paper, is everything that you look for. He's a 4.0 student. Right. He was tall, extremely athletic. Uh, when I first saw him his, his first time his junior year, he looked like he was like Clark Kent. He was very. Uh, he looked like a stiff white guy, you know. And I took I took him out to do like bounding, and he could bound higher than a deer. I mean, huh. it was like Dwight Stone or something, you know. He was. I mean, it was incredible. And uh, and so, but the one of the problems with what you choose to do and stuff is Ryan was is, is an outstanding athlete, but there wasn't hardly anything to go with him. Nothing. And there was and uh, there was some really nice kids, kids you want to take to church with you, but but as far as isolating a four nine four eight wide receiver like it on a on a four four uh, defensive back, it wasn't an advantage to us. Right. You know, as far you know what I mean, it was we weren't gonna we we had nothing to isolate you you on, so we had to find a way. Our thing was to find a way to win. And we, we were able to do that. I'm a, I'm a slot T guy out of the Bruce Bush tree, and, and my staff is uh, from George West and Mathis is pretty much the staff at Navarro now, at Geronimo Navarro. So we, we're, we're pretty we're run-oriented, but we had a trips passing game and, and went, to the, went to state and seven-on-seven seven and that kind of stuff. But when it really came down to it, our best chances to win was ball control and that kind of thing. Ryan, as you described, Ryan is a, is a late bloomer. Now, I don't think that – I've had some really good quarterbacks over the years, uh, uh, and uh, Ryan was uh, – I don't think that these kids have everything. And and Ryan was tall. He was, was smart. He was t- a pretty tough kid, very athletic, but he – in his maturity, in his reading, his progression, and things like that, he wasn't there. And uh, I, you know, I took I took a lot of responsibility for that. You know, I mean, if somebody's not getting it, I I just blame myself. You know, and so when when he when and 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 the other part of that is that sometimes. Mom's and dad, like like Ryan's dad was a former coach, and he's a great guy. Tim's a great guy. His grandfather was a coach, and so I wasn't the only person coaching Ryan. You right. know? 
And so, and so that it, that made it that put a little bit of a that made it tough a little bit on our relationship. I love Ryan. I have so much respect for him as a person, as a father, and as you know, and, and as a Christian person. But mm-hmm. but it, it that made it tough because sometimes it's tough on these kids when they're when they're being coached at home and being coached. You know what I mean? And they're co- yeah. being coached by their, their coach too, and. And because uh, you love your parents, you know, and and of course the parents all I've never met a parent who didn't want their son showcase and you know or that kind of thing. But my primary responsibility was to find a way for us to for the team to be successful. So so it, I didn't put Ryan necessarily in all the best positions to be showcased. However, however along the way. Uh, we found out when he got hit in uh, Odessa, Odessa high game early his senior year. He got hit in the shoulder uh, on a bootleg, and he could do everything except throw. Ah. And so, and so, so we because I mean he he couldn't lift his arm up enough to throw. He could do everything else athletically. So for a few weeks, we moved him to wide receiver. Right, and 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 we discovered that. Ryan got so much joy. He, he saw this joy in his eyes about turning our defensive backs all the way around and just losing them. And he'd laugh, and you know, and you can just see him. He was good. He was a really good receiver. Right. And uh, and then and then we get ready to play Herford. And uh, pardon me for jumping around. I hope right. it's making sense to you. But but uh, we play Herford, and Herford's got a. Uh, really did a really good job with the spread, and we put him. We started him both ways. We put him at defensive back and 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 quarterback. He played both ways in that game, and really shut down. Pretty much shut down. One of the better receivers. And uh, it was a game that we wound up losing in overtime or something like that. But he played great. And then you know we we had a key game against uh, Lubbock Estacado. In which uh, you know it's a really windy night, and and he he has a, like an eighty five or eighty six yard punt, and uh, and I mean he and he's one of those guys, he's one of those guys that can just do things. He was a he handled the basketball for our basketball team, was our point guard, played baseball. I think he was center fielder and really good center fielder. Wound up going to regionals and hurdles, and played golf. And he could probably he could probably take up tennis, you know. <laughs> But the thing, the thing about it is, is like Clark Kent, if he walked in the room and just sat down, you'd never know he was. Uh, you'd never know he was. Uh, great, he's really a great athlete, and and uh, until you start watching him move, and uh, but I, I I love you know he, uh, but but I like I, I, I talked to I, I called everybody in the Big Twelve whenever. I personally called everybody in the Big 12 whenever I didn't think he was getting looked at like he should have been. And uh, and A&M had a uh, A&M had a, a, a secondary coach that had been the he had been the uh, defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State uh, for several years, and he was the guy that was recruiting Brian. And I brought him in, and and uh, and I called him, and he came. He was one of the guys that showed up, and. And he sat down and he goes, you know, we like Ryan. We think we're going to – we think he can play safety for us. I said, he can. I said, he can play safety. I said, he can He can punt. And he said, he, he can, and he's, can start at wide receiver. 
but but he's your starting quarterback, right? And 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 he said he kind of laughed at me like you know what most coaches you about half full of poop and <laughs> and I just and and uh, and I said I'm telling you that that this guy and he goes and why I said because he's got all these everything like if you list the things on paper that that you look for in quarterback rhymes all those things and but but the thing that I'm most proud of is I've seen this year changing him. Really? Uh, and I've seen, uh, yes, I've been watching him, and he doesn't, Ryan doesn't even know this, but we've been going to watch him at A&M, and we've been following him and stuff like that. But Ryan, this year, not only is are the Titans a great fit for him, and, uh, and not only is that running back a beast, he's on a <laughs> bumble. He'll take a lot of pressure off anybody. But, no kidding. But, but, but I've seen a maturity in Ryan. You know, we talk about being a late bloomer. Well, you know, he he's got it. He figured it out. And I, I said a long time ago, uh, I've got some things, some interviews we did back when he went. I said if he ever figures it out, that he could be as good as anybody. And I said I mentioned Tom Brady at the time, and and what I see, what I see is that Ryan's figured it out. He's it's something, and I don't know if something clicked for him. I don't know if it's just a fit over there. I don't know what it is, but. You know, he was, in, he was in Miami a long time. Yeah. And it just, and it, for whatever reason, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not a big Rubik's Cube guy or anything like that, but for whatever reason, he's, he's, he appears to me like something just, there's a big change in him. And I don't know if it was, I don't know, I don't know what created that, but I'm so proud of him. I'm absolutely so proud of him. And, you know, anybody that can put up with me and, I'm very regimented with boot camps and, and old Judson boot camp and, and Ryan had Ryan really hadn't lifted much whenever I got out there to big spring. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was power cleaning over 300 pounds in about six months. I mean, he's, he's just, he can just do stuff. Right. And uh, there's, there's people that you meet in your life that are kind of a little bit of freaks of nature, you know, and, and Ryan, Ryan, is so blessed, you know. He's, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he, he can just, he can, he can just do things that other people can't do. And starting with the spring that he's got, it's unbelievable. I think uh, there's nothing about what Ryan's achieved. I mean, I think this is important. There's nothing about what Ryan's achieved that surprises me at all. Mm-hmm. Which is. Uh, he's the only person that I've ever told that I thought they can play on Sunday. Right. And I, just because yeah, he's got all those things. And, uh, but, but I don't even think he's done yet. I, I, I don't even, I don't even think that he's, I think that he's just now really coming onto into his own mentally. And, and, uh, I think, I don't know what, why, I don't know what triggered it. I don't know what, but but it, it sure looks different to me than what I've seen in the last several years in Miami. So I think it's awesome. And I, I think it couldn't happen to a, a greater person. It couldn't happen to a greater family, uh, you know. And uh, they, you know, it's, he's, you know, he's just, he's, 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 when it's all said and done and all the NFL stuff is over, he's a great, great young man. You right. Know? Well, I think with Miami, what 
hindered his progression and him still not playing in South Florida is that every time that he gets some progression, like the year that they played the Steelers in the playoffs when Tannehill was leading that team to a playoff run, he'd get hurt yeah. on either a non-contact yeah. injury. I think the one year he blew out his Achilles out of practice just because he was running out of bounds and just it went. And I think the Miami fan base, they just thought, okay, well, he's a good quarterback, but he's more like your Andy Dalton where it's going to be an eight-win season here, a ten-win season here. So they just got, you know, it's this generation where if it's not happening right now, then we don't want it and let's move on to something yeah. else that can happen. So you're right in that, that they didn't give it time to mature in. Now you see him with Derrick Henry and – I think myself being 38 years old, being well past my prime that I never had, I could turn around, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, and go, here you go, just run, and we'll, I'll throw six times and be good. But you got to be smart to do that. And I think it is that God-given ability that you know he has that has transcended this. So, Yeah, no, it was never a question like if – I mean, there was never a doubt in my mind that if that – if, that if, if he had to sit up and throw a curl at 30 yards deep or something like that, that he could put it there in a bullet or a 90s three-step route, that he could just throw it in a bullet. What I what I think that it took him a while to do was to go from primary to secondary to third person. And I and I don't, never had the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guy that was at that was at A and M that went to Miami that took him. I don't think he has the answer. Who knows? But I know this, that everybody develops differently at different times. And I just, I see him getting it. I see him doing things that, that, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of times young quarterbacks, they predetermine where they're going to go or they make up where they're going to go, you know, instead of just taking what they give them, you know, and, uh, and some guys, and and I'm going to tell you, Drew Brees is, Drew Brees doesn't have the, and I love Drew. I have a lot of respect for him and his family, but Drew's not as tall or as really as athletic or any of that stuff to Ryan, but Drew's mind is unbelievable how he can process routes and stuff like that, you know? He's got that God-given ability to do that. The guy Green Bay can do that. You know, Tom Brady's always been able to do that. Right. And uh, but but not everybody can just. It's not you know that's a God-given ability too. And and for some people they never get it. And uh, and I just see I see all that really coming together for Ryan. And and I don't know if it's something that the coaches did with the Titans. I don't know if it's some work that Ryan did, who knows, but I'm just, I'm very thankful. Uh, I just, I love to see that happen for him because that was all that was, you know, that was all that was, that was, I thought was kind of missing, you know, and, uh, and, but, but he's, uh, he's a tough kid. And, and, uh, you know, when I went and watched him play Oklahoma state, whenever he was at the end, you know, I think the second play, they're in that dark play or whatever, Ryan goes about 65 yards for a touchdown, you know. I mean, you don't – who does that? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, who, who who just takes, you know, Oklahoma State secondary and just blisters them, you know, for 65 yards, you know. And uh, and then he, he can just do – like I said, he's he's an amazing kid. He's got, you know, God bless him with a lot of ability, you know. And so I'm happy for him. So, so really happy for him. 
one last thing here, and before I let you get on with your day, um, does it did it help Ryan? You know, back in his high school days, that he could play so many sports, and it helped his mind develop uh, to be that uh, cerebral assassin when he goes in the secondary and can shred a defense. Where he could do golf, he could do tennis, he could play. He was you know the starting center fielder in baseball, and also star uh, quarterback. Because you see kids nowadays, they get so honed in on one sport and playing all these camps and doing all these things. Did it help him that he played so many different sports? Well, you're talking you're talking to the wrong guy because. I'm a big advocate of kids playing everything. You know? Yeah, no, that's I'm, not I'm, Yeah, to no, play no, everything. There's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of research. This would be good to put in there. There's a lot of research done, some done by the National Federation of High Schools, State High School Associations, and it says there's a lot of things. One of them says that, uh, you know, the, the, the more sports in a kid, the, a kid are in, the higher his grades are. Yes. You know, and that number, and that, that, uh, that you know, playing multiple sports only helps you get recruited. Um, you know, it's it's not something that you know specializing doesn't aid you. You know, and and being recruited, and and there's also a, a factor of, of burnout. You know, uh, if you if you uh, <laughs> we had a we had a kid at at in Fal- at Fal- Furious, pardon me, he was a he had about a ninety mile an hour fastball, won the state championship. At Falfurious as a sophomore in Oakland A's, drafted him and all that stuff. And the kid went and, and the coach decided, well, some of this is good, so more of it's better. So he had the kid play fall baseball. Huh. And uh, and he wound up throwing double headers. The kid's name was Toddy Castile. And uh, and, and uh, he wound up hurting his arm. And he never could throw out of the low 80s again. And nobody wanted him, you know? And, uh, you know, uh, and I just, I see, you know, the, the people use uh, the term overuse and stuff like that, but mentally, mentally, if you're constantly, even if you're competing all year, which keeps you sharp and keeps you in shape, if you're changing, if you're constantly changing, your kids are not, are, are going to be, you know, they're going to be pretty sharp. They're going to, they're not going to get burned out, uh, you know, and, uh, Sometimes when these kids just do one thing, they 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 get tired of it. They got this been there, done that thing. They want to go on with their lives. And uh, but Ryan, there's there's certain people that are just great competitors. And uh, Ryan's Ryan's one. And you put him out there, you know, in basketball, shoot, he'd probably kick your rear playing cards. <laughs> you know, right? And, I mean, he would. You know, he'd say, uh, and and he probably does. Right. And I and uh, but he, yeah, he's just. And you you've been around them. You've been around people that are just great competitors, and and uh, you know, right. And he's and he's Ryan's one of them. You know, I, my favorite athlete in the world was Jim Thorpe. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't matter what he did, he's going to beat you. You know, right. Well, that's the reason why he's playing Sundays is that he's got that top one percent competitiveness in there to where that's right. He that will bell curve. Yeah, he'll do anything to get there or whatever on the bell curve, and that's that's. And and the thing the thing is is that even though he's run the ball some, because he can he's athletic and he can beat you, right? You know, and they got and Derek Henry is attracting a lot of attention. Yeah, you know, uh, I love that. You know, Ryan can, can win some games with his feet with his arm, whatever. Right. And yeah. He's tough. Like I said, he's a tough guy. I, I also don't. You know, there's got to be some things to go with you. 
And I and I, you were talking about Miami a while ago. And I just didn't think that they had enough to go with him mm-hmm. at Miami, you know? And uh and I think that they've decimated like the New England Patriots so much that Tom Brady doesn't have much to go with him. Right. And uh and, and uh it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell how how much he's got left in his tank, you know, at, at New England because until they put the same kind of cast around him that Ryan's got right now, uh, it's going to be hard to tell what he got, you know. He's also like 43 yeah. years old, too, so... I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also yeah. which in which being in my mid 30s, I love hearing how a person's over the hill and way past their prime, and they're 36, and I'm like, that's how old I am. That makes me feel terrible. <laughs> like, super glad to hear that. Or like seeing Romo talk about Brady should come back for one more year, and I'm like, you're 39. You're like, you should be playing too. So yeah. that's always fun. Well, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I still think, and just watching him move around and stuff like that. You know, I still think Ryan's pretty spry, and I think you know, he's still really mobile and stuff. And well, you know, he, you know, he may have several really good years left in him. You know, and I, and I hope so. You know, and yeah. I know that I intend to change the subject again, but but I, I just think that he may not be close to done unless he just wants to be. You know, no, and and I, and I think that he was. I'm pretty sure that he got a biology degree, and he was going to be. I think he was going to be working toward being an orthopedic surgeon or something when he, you know, he didn't, I don't think he'll ever need it at this point. Yeah, really. <laughs> especially because he's going to be a free agent after yeah. this year, too. So I'm uh, sure some team breaks that, an ankle at a resort in the Bahamas or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> uh, the life. The life, I can only imagine. All right, well, but, uh, yeah, but, go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm, you know, in the whole, the whole wrap up, I'm, I'm really proud of, of him and, and, you know, they say, you know, you know what they say about how much of an iceberg you actually see? Well, Ryan Tannehill is what you don't see is there's a really solid person and foundation and Christian foundation there. And, uh, and, 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 and I remember when, and you need to know this too, he had a cousin that died of cancer when he was in junior high school. Oh, wow. School. And, uh, and, you know, his cousin had to, had to shave his head. You know, because of the treatments, right? And uh, all all those boys did that too, and that was one of the cooler things that you've seen is the support of him. They all just decided to shave their heads too, right? And um, and that was and that's the kind of person that that you that you're dealing with. He's a he's an awesome awesome person, and you want to you want to see great things happen for him. Well, and that's why we had you you know talking today about the you know, Tannehill because. We all start somewhere, and it's, it's it's a great story about where his beginnings were uh, playing for y'all, you know, Friday yeah. nights. Yeah, and his, I mean, and, you know, his his dad was athletic, his mom was athletic, and you know this, but uh, but but there's not anything that he's done that's remotely surprised me. Right, and that's 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 saying something. Anyway. Quick timeout here before we get in with our interview with Adam Cook, current athletic director over at White House School District, also former head coach of Patrick Wolf Holmes whenever he played on Friday nights over at White House. Let me tell you about our partners, Victory Gear. 
all of our listeners and all of our visitors to our website get 10% off. I'm sorry, get $50 off of anything over at our website, especially if they're pair of their insoles. Uh, make sure to enter our code TXHSFP whenever you go to check out here and visit them over on the website, victorygear.com. That's V-K-T-R-Y gear.com. Remember, enter our code TXHSFB at checkout and get a nice discount on your gear, whether it be for seven on seven tournaments, combines, or spring camps that are coming up here right around the corner. Make sure to enter our code TXHSFB at checkout for a special discount. VictoryGear.com. Now, coming up here, Adam Cook over at White House School District. And, uh, you know, I, I was like everybody else thinking, man, we are just, you know, geez, we're just, you know, giving this thing away. You know, I mean, it just seemed like, you know, mistake after mistake and kind of snowballed there. And, you know, I know that Coach Reed had to be thinking, man, was I, did I really do the right thing and put Tyreek back there to you know, oh, feel that God, yeah. in man. I mean, you know, we're all watching that. You know, but I'll be real honest with you. I mean, I, I – um, you know, I'm getting texts from people, hey, do we need to, you know, what do you think about the game? Do we need to keep watching or whatever? And I mean, I'll just tell you this with Patrick Mahomes, you better keep watching, you know what right. I mean? And don't, you know, don't change the channel because, you know, with that offense of what they have, the offensive weapons that he has around him there at Kansas City, I mean, they're really just never out of a game. I mean, you take that same scenario and put, say, the Titans in something similar to that. You know, what they do offensively may be a little bit harder. You know, Tannehill's mm-hmm. going to have to throw for, you know, more than 100 yards now, you know, and things like that. Um, and, you know, they're not going to be able to just grind it out. But with what they do and how explosive they are, you know, we never uh, felt like they were out of the game. Uh, those that had watched Patrick and got to see him play, you know, in his days here, at, uh, you know, for us at White House and, uh, you know, all the Red Raiders around the state and, you know, that have watched him play, they know, hey, I mean, you're never out of the game. I mean, it, they could, you know, things could happen really, really fast, and we could get those points back. Uh, granted, yeah, we're going to need a little bit of help. Um, so then you take the special teams fumble where they were, you know, the Chiefs recovered again, some things like that, and, you know, things work out. And uh, Patrick's always going to put you in a position where you're going to have a chance to win, uh, to be able to come back from a game. And so, you know, we were, it was an exciting game to watch. I mean, as a fan, as someone who loves football, um, you know, you you had to love watching, you know, and that's one thing I think Patrick's done a great job of. Uh, you know, he did it when he was here playing. Everybody loved to, to you know, watch him play. Um, last year during the playoffs, you know, uh, radio guys from Indianapolis would call and they were like, we can't find anything with this guy. Like, we all want to love him, you know what I mean? And that's just it. I mean, if you're a, a football fan and you watch the game and you see – uh, you know, you, you, we love those stories where somebody's down and they have to come back. Uh, we've right. just been able to see Patrick Mahomes do that, you know, his entire career. Right. Yeah, so like you said, you saw this, uh, you know, playing Fridays at White House. You know, what was it like seeing him, you know, 16, 17 years old and seeing that the talent was there and it just was, you know, ready to manifest into, you know, the supernova that is playing this Sunday <laughs> in Kansas City? It was fun. I mean, it was fun. I mean, I'll say as a coach, you know, it was you were very confident, you know, from being a play caller with Patrick over there, and, and then to handing that over, you know, to to an offensive coordinator during my career, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I know when I was calling plays, 
you know, with him, it was, uh, you know, you, you had a lot of confidence. Um, you knew that you had somebody special here that was, you know, doing, you know, great things. I can remember, um, you know, playing Chapel Hill, you know, which is a, a, a you know, a school district right across the lake here, Lake Tyler, and Coach Thomas Sitton that was there. And I remember him saying after the game, like, man, that kid is special, you know. And, uh, and, and I remember those conversations with other coaches um, where they all recognized, you know what I mean, the talent that that young man had. But, you know, as a coach, you're very confident, um, you know, humbled by just the opportunity to be able to coach someone like that. Right. You know, know that you're you're witnessing a great athlete. You don't really know exactly at this time what he's going to do. Um, is he going to go play baseball? Is he going to do football? But, you know, I was very aware of, you know, the uh, the blessing that I had in, in coaching a kid like that. Uh, you know, I mean, the leadership abilities that he had. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I could talk all day long about Patrick Holmes. <laughs> you get to minutes. I mean, I could talk all day long about, you know, what is it about this kid. Uh, the, and there's so much to talk about. Right. Um, but I knew – you know, that we had something special there. The community knew it, you know, and, you know, we didn't know, you know, I mean, I won't lie and say, you know, that we, we knew he was going to be doing this. We just, because we didn't know what he was going to choose. We knew the right. potential was there, and we knew if he ever decides, hey, football's the route he wants to go, that, you know, um, year three of being in the league and year two as a starter, you know, he'd be in position just like he was last year, you know, in this uh, championship game this weekend. Um, but, you know, again, just very humbled to be over there, amazed by, you know what I mean, the, the plays that he made, um, some of the throws that he made, kind of got numb over it after time, you know what I mean, to where it was like, man, I, I, don't, I, I believe anything this kid can do, you know, with, with his throws and all, and he's continued to do that in the NFL as well. So back on Fridays, he would still be doing what we see today, where you see him looking down a receiver, and the next thing you know, he throws it across his body without even looking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not, not so much of the no look stuff. So that, that those things are, I think, that are things that he developed over time. Right. Uh, you know, through uh, I think seven on seven is a big part of this. You know, when Patrick was coming through, I know that was a big talk about uh, you know all the kids, you know, luck and all of the Texas high school kids that are going through seven on seven and how much it's changed the game. He was a huge part of that, you know, because. Um, you know, you, you do get to throw it and sling it around with the air raid. And, you know, now you're doing it all year long. Uh, a lot of times it ends up being, you know, uh, they call it seven-on-seven, seven, but the quarterback can't run the ball. And, this, you know, the, the whoever hikes the ball, the center, he can't go out for a route. So it's essentially five guys you have over here against seven and trying to, you know, throwing in those windows and all. Um, you know, you know, I think that's where he developed that. And then when he got with Coach Kingsbury at Texas Tech, right. I think he kind of took on its own thing during their seven-on-seven seven leagues and all. But the thing that you saw with Patrick is that he was always looking down the field, you know, looking for that big play. Um, you know, uh, would take what you give him, but man, he's looking downfield. You better not. You know, you better stay on that receiver. You know, Jake Parker was a big one, one of his big receivers, and you better stay on Jake. They they kind of had this chemistry. Um, you know that that uh, he had a special chemistry with all of them. You know, it's not hard to pick. It's hard to say. Hey, you know, I see things with uh, you know uh, Ryan Cheatham, who was the backup quarterback his junior year. Uh, they were battling it out. He ended up moving to playing the slot receiver. We didn't really have a tight end, but I can see a lot of him and Travis. Kelsey in that, right? Uh, but I also see it from Jake and him, you know, where Jake was an outside receiver and he was great at coming back to the ball. Um, you know, we we have a big shootout with uh, Carthage 
And, you know, Coach Surratt tells me after the game, he said, y'all got to be the best team on running the scramble drill, anybody in the state. And, and so that ability for Patrick to continue to look downfield, um, extend plays with his feet, um, you know, he, he did that. Now, over time, to see what he's doing now, his footwork has gotten better. I think that his decisions of knowing when to, uh, to give up on a play is, is, you know, he's better at that now, whereas before, I mean, he would string a play out for a long time, you know, running around. Um, I don't know if you've seen the play against Ennis uh, in the playoffs yeah. his junior year where he threw Dylan Cantrell, but it's one of those ones where he's running sideline to sideline just trying to get some time. And as a as a lineman, man, you had to hate that because you just don't know. You mean you don't know where, where's he going? You know, my guy, my guy pinned over here, and then Pat kind of wheels out and goes the other way. And you know, but that ability to look down the field. Is what you saw. None of the no look passes. None of those right. things. The great arm strength you saw, and then just his, you know, his ability to see things on the field, and and you could also see that, you know, people have talked about his uh, photographic memory of how he could come back and recall just about any play on what he had seen. Uh, and it, it was definitely something special to, to to watch and to be a part of. Right. Yeah. I mean, you see that, like you said, uh, you know, from those Fridays and even now Sunday to where. His team's down 24 nothing. They score one touchdown, and he erupts like they just won the Super Bowl in three weeks in Miami. Was that always a thing you saw You know, playing high school ball where no matter what the score was, his energy was always up, and he was always getting his team in, you know, in the mode of, we can do this, we can still win? Yeah, you know, no doubt about it. That, that was it. always his mindset was that we were never out of a game. Now, you know, um, one of the cool things to watch develop with Patrick has been his leadership. Now he's right. always been a leader. Don't I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't know that he's been as vocal as he is now. Huh. You know, um, he was one of those guys who led by example. Now when he needed to get on to the you know guys, receivers or whatever, or pump them up, he would do that. But not to what you're seeing now. I mean, you know, the pregame speeches that he's giving. Right. You know, the, you know after the game, the talks and stuff that he's doing there. You didn't. I mean, you saw little glimpses of it. But man, he's really grown into that leader but I mean he has always had that belief that it doesn't matter what the score is you know I'm going to be there you know uh, that we've still got a chance and you know that's how we you know uh, you know kind of got spoiled to here, you know, with him and playing here for us. I mean, right. we, knew we were never out of a game. Um, you know, our his senior year, one of the things, the, the, the acronym, I guess, we kind of took on was Dub House. And, you know, huh. uh, D-U-B, which stands for Depend Upon Brothers. Right. Uh, and the other aspect of that was Do You Believe? And uh, I can tell you right now that White House, Texas, believes in him. And so, you know, I, uh, as I'm watching those things, you know, the game kind of play out. I'm like, man, I still believe in that boy. I'm going to guarantee you he believes in his ability to go out there really and compete. It's not so – and that's a great thing about Patrick is, you know, yeah, he's trying to win, but he understands the Nick Saban. Everybody says it all the time, the process. He gets that side of it. Right. And so, you know, I mean, to be the winner and competitor that he is, you know, every time he goes out there, you know, he's trying to win. Uh, I think some of his, you know, playing football, basketball, and baseball also helped that, you know, as well. Um, you know, his senior year, we were losing a big shootout to Mesquite Poteet, uh, 65 to 60. And I mean, it was a shootout. If we, if, if you know, I mean, we, we 
we had that game in hand, but, you know, they had a very talented team, too. Uh, very disappointed at the end of the game and all. Very next day, Patrick's in here ready for basketball. <laughs> Not really what he wanted to be doing the right. day before, you know what I mean? But he's ready to go, and his mind is, I'm on this court, I'm on this field, this is the venue, this is what I'm playing, now, I'm getting after your tail, and I believe I can win. And he, he, he has always possessed that, you know. Um, since I've known him. Right. So uh, two things here, and I'll let you go because I'm sure you're busy with uh, you know school and being the head athletic director for uh, you know your high school. Uh, one thing, seeing a young Patrick as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, could you ever imagine seeing him on the cover of Madden? You know, that's something that the kids see nowadays. Madden 20, and there's a kid you saw. He was a 15 year old freshman, and now he's a you know a multi generational talent, and on the face of this biggest game. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, TJ, make you think that I've been under a rock or something like that, but I am getting a little bit up of age, man. I play Tecmo Bowl, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not a Madden guy or whatever, but did I imagine him being in position and being that successful? I could see it. I mean, I never saw him as being, you know, on the cover of Madden, you know, Madden just because right. I'm so old, I don't think about stuff like that. <laughs> um, but definitely – Seeing Patrick in the spotlight where he is with an opportunity, a platform to influence so many people, man, and to, you know, continue to um, do what he does at, at, at helping people to believe, man, you're never out of it. You know, um, being able to see, you know, visions of Sam Patrick in hospitals where he is now, you know, helping little kids that right. have cancer, man, they're really fighting a real fight. And just understanding, you know, that, that it's not over, you know what I mean? And, yeah, the, this life is short, but, you know, there's stuff beyond this. And so, you know, seeing that, visions of Patrick but having that opportunity, I did, maybe not Madden. I didn't see him on the cover of, a, a, you know, a, a Tech Mobile. I don't think <laughs> it, but, you know. Um, yeah, but I definitely could see that Patrick had greatness on him. Right, I, I will say he's about as dominant of an athlete as Bo Jackson from the eighty from the game back in '88. So, there if I could, if I could help right. you out the comparison hey, hey, there, he's striking up a chord with me there, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. That's exactly right. He is about as dominant, or uh, as Tecmo Super Bowl would be. QB twelve on the Eagles because they couldn't pay for Cunningham and you know the you know the licensing on him but yeah it's uh, it's amazing to see a kid that started out from there and now he's at where he is so all right that does it for episode two of the Texas HS Football Podcast thank you so much for listening I'm hope that you enjoyed hearing about Ryan Tannehill's days under uh, Tim Holt whenever he was the quarterback up or he was the head coach over there and learning about how. Uh, great of a kid that he was to coach and how much uh, you know whenever you put him in the right situations he will thrive and do whatever it takes to be a winner and also uh, you know head coach Adam over there with Patrick Mahomes and just learning about just the amazing athlete that he was uh, Adam Cook like I said is the current athletic director over at White House so if you're up in the area and if you want to pick his brain on you know what it is like to have someone like Patrick around Go ahead and stop over and say hi to him. So thank you again for listening. I'm PJ Macklin. Make sure to subscribe to the show over on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Visit the website, texashsfootball.com. Make sure to keep on with our social media over at Texas HS Football. Keep on my personal one, TJ Macloon, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For any updates on the show or anybody that you'd like to see on the show, be sure to let us know. We'll be more than happy to try to get them on, talk a little about uh, high school football or anything else going on inside of their world, our world, 
whatever it may be, like having a free flowing conversation and just kind of just taking some time and seeing what's going on. So for the Texas HS Football Podcast, I am TJ Macklin. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.